Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by, um, uh, you know, I've, I'm sure he was here a second ago. Um, but, it's me. Yeah. It's Matt. I'm oh, right. Matt. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was, yeah, you see what you, I'm doing there. You were yeah. doing a bit. I was doing a bit. I didn't realise that the first time yeah, you stopped the recording. <laughs> we took that. <laughs> And, and, and I'm sure it paid off for you listeners, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, that all stopped listening five yeah. seconds in. Oh, man. So, we are talking about um, Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon, the two-parter mm. opener for uh, Series 6. I think we've ever had it. Have we had a two-part opener I don't think before? so. No. I don't think so. They it's usually exciting. come early to mid, don't they? Yeah. So, what did you reckon, then? Let's do the let's do the classic. Good, good episode, bad episode. Some bits I really, really liked, uh-huh. some bits I really didn't. Yeah. I'd probably, on the balance of things, go good episode, some bad bits. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, I'll be honest, you know, it's one that I've seen quite a few times. The, the bits that don't work clunk harder on every rewatch. I, I think there's potential here yeah. for the alien... I don't really want to call them the villains because they're not really. They're not doing anything that bad. I mean, they're just sort of here. Yeah. They're well, just sort of hanging out. But well, we'll I, I think they have potential to be like weeping angels level cool. Yeah. But everything around them sort of ruins the episode. Really? Yeah. Like, does this episode really need President Nixon in it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the sort of caricature version we get here. See, I, I, don't I, know. I don't, I don't even know whether I was alive when Nixon was president. I think when I was very, very young, maybe. No, I think you're maybe thinking of Reagan. Maybe, but like, because we're talking like, yeah. I mean, unless you are literally thirty years older than I thought you were. Right. Well, <laughs> now that shows how little concept yeah. I have. But every time I see someone portraying him. It's the future armor version, isn't it? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, yeah and this is no different. So, uh, yeah, I don't hate the Nixon stuff, but there are definitely bits of it that just. There's one bit flat. when we get there. We'll talk about oh, it where yeah. I'm just like, just fuck this. <laughs> just fuck this. <laughs> but there is some, definitely some good stuff in it. Yeah, I think like it's you can't you can't accuse it of being lazy or boring. Can no, you? I think the setup is really really interesting. Yeah. I think when we eventually get to them, the villain's really, really interesting. Uh-huh. They don't really seem to be tied together that much. Mm. Like, the initial interest and open. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of, like, other stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff yeah. in this episode, uh, this story. Um, so, that being the case, shall we just uh, get stuck into the stuff in question? Right, well, let, let's talk some stuff. Yeah. It... it the episode opens with the Doctor being chased. I, I couldn't work out whether it was meant to be King Charles. I've just put by a King Charles man. Yeah. And because he's been painted by some girl in the nude, and uh-huh. this man's very angry. Yeah. So this man's looking for the Doctor, can't find him, finds the lady who's painted him uh-huh. instead, and you hear a sneeze from beneath her dress. Yes. So she's wearing a big floaty dress. Yeah. The Doctor's hiding underneath it. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of that little plot. Yeah. It's just a bit of fun, I guess. It's it's like full carry-on, isn't it, basically? Yeah. It's just like episode one of season six. In case you've forgotten what the Doctor's like, here he is. He's monkeying about. 
like in the I, past. I was going to ask, does that plot go anywhere? No. Nope. I assume in later episodes we don't get a payoff for that. Don't believe it's so. like thingy. Is the Queen still mad at him from like three seasons ago? What uh, Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, the first. We've yeah, we've never had, really had an answer to that, have we? No. Yeah. Why is he just upset in the monarchy? Mm, who knows? But um, anyway, yeah, that was just, I guess that meant to be funny. I don't know. It kind of falls flat for me mm. as an opening moment. That. So then we see what Amy and Rory are up to, and. They're reading some sort of like mythos book, and there's tales of a doctor appearing, and yes. they're just like, "Oh, there he is again." Well, that's the thing; they are reading a historical account of what we have just witnessed. There. Yes, and so yeah, they're kind of being like, "It's like he's trying to be intentionally ridiculous just to catch our attention." Yeah, and as Amy is saying that, he's on telly with Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah, and I have to uh, say magnificent bit of editing like because mm. they've obviously taken the old footage from that Long Hardy film and like the Doctor is there joining in with a dance routine and he walks right up to the camera and does a little yeah. wave at one moment but it's like it's seamless like they've matched the, the film grading and everything perfectly so yeah he's trying to get their attention for some reason so then they receive a letter summoning them Yes. It's got a date, it's got a time, it's yeah. got coordinates. And it's in a little TARDIS blue envelope. Yeah, so although it doesn't say so, we immediately assume it's pretty important. Yeah. Because River Song gets one too. Yep. And I, I'm going to talk about River Song later on. Okay. Okay. You're going to save it for later. Yeah. 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 So I, I was going to make a bold prediction uh-huh. about River Song. But I know it can't be true by the end of the episode. No, go on, give it, give it to us then. I'm no, curious. No, I'm no, curious. no, because we have to tie it into the plot. All right, okay. There, there's a couple of plot points where I was just like, Jesus Christ, I know what's going on. Yeah. And then at the end, I was just like, I ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> All right, I do want to address that. I'm, I'm, I'm always up for your bad theories. Right, so they go to America. Yeah. And this is the first time where I thought, we are in the post-RTD era. We've yeah, gone big. Definitely. This and is like a Top Gear special. For, for context as well, it's because the last series, Series 5, unexpectedly did better in America oh, really? than previous series had done. They were getting bigger numbers on like BBC America than they had for any previous series of New Doctor Who. And so they went... Really big. They into went all to American. Call the American audience they were like did this big American two-part opener. They had billboards up in American cities, and like they really went all out for just this one series. I don't think it really quite paid off. Really, in the level. Do, do we get a lot of America throughout the series? Because it's pretty heavy. I'm in this to remember one. whether we get more and America. It later would, it in the would be quite easy to just go yeah. inset. Oh yeah, we're in the White House. Yeah. But some of the set pieces here, they are quite clearly in America. Yes. Yeah. Definitely, they are out in some Nevada desert. And stuff yeah. Like that, so. so they arrive in America. It looks like Amy and Rory have almost made like a backpacking holiday of it. Yeah. They're dropped off where they meet with the Doctor, who's just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Yeah. Sporting a Stetson. Until River Song shoots it off yeah. his head. Yeah. And they use their little River Song TARDIS book to try and work out 
where they are. Yes. In terms of where they're meeting each other in their time. Yes. Yeah, who? Uh, yeah. Have what? What was the last thing that they both actually remember so, doing? It seems to be that the earlier River meets the Doctor, it's actually later for her. Is that right? Yes. So So she's worried she's going to eventually reach a point where the Doctor no longer realises it's her, and each time they meet will be the first time? Yeah, so basically, she's worried about what we've already seen Mm. in Silence in the Library. That encounter with a Doctor who's so young that he doesn't even know who she is. Mm. Um, but we're now sort of somewhere midpoint on the journey. So yes, this is the youngest that we have seen River Song so far. Yes. This is the earliest in her timeline, but obviously it's the latest encounter from the Doctor's timeline because generally speaking in this show, we are following the Doctor's timeline yes. in chronological yeah. order. Yeah. yeah. So the Doctor's been on the run. Yeah, and that's all we get of that at the moment but we also find out that they're going to 1969 because it's space time Yeah, so they're going to go to space to Apollo 11 moon mission yeah. Yeah, I mean, America yeah basically so the doctor says Amy's put weight on here's bold prediction number one Yeah, I reckon she's still pregnant right even though like, well that's ambiguous yeah. This point, isn't it? Sorry, I've put. I reckon she is pregnant, not yeah. that she is still pregnant. Yeah. Have we had a hint of that in the past? Not up until this episode. No. This is the first. Time, uh, but... I think why I've put she's still yeah. pregnant is we did see an episode where she was, but that wasn't the right world. Right. That was yeah, Amy's that was Amy's choice, choice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So that yeah. was a fantasy world. But... So in the distance, Amy sees like an alien man. It looks like the little green man alien from a well, distance. It's sort of like... It's a cross between like your classic grey, as they're referred to in the ET mm. enthusiast community, uh, crossed with I would say maybe like a Slenderman, yeah, kind of dealio. Yeah, I think was there a villain in Buffy called the Gentleman that was a big, tall, white-faced man in a suit? That's ringing vague bells. It's a long time since yeah. I've Buffy. And then in the distance, just a cheery old man waves at the Doctor. Yeah. And again, at first, I was just like, the fuck is he? Yeah, who's that? Because like, yeah. I, I was like, is he a former companion that I've missed? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to Google it in case it ruined the episode. Yeah. But I was just like, am I supposed to have known what is going on no. at this point? At, at, the, at the end of the day, don't forget, like, they are aware that however many, like, you'll occasionally get deep cut nods to things from classic, but there is never an expectation with New Who that you've actually ever seen any classic Who. Mm. Because that would just immediately alienate 90% of the audience at this point. Right. So, a man in a spacesuit just walks out of a lake. Yeah. They're stood on the edge of a lake. Yeah. Ma- man in a spacesuit walks out. Lake Silencio. There we go. That's the name of the lake. Ooh. Right. And the Doctor... Look, sort of walks off for a chat. Yeah, and says, "I know who you are," and he he's already told the the, the gathered people at, the, at this little impromptu picnic. Well, not impromptu because they've all been summoned. Mm. Um, whatever happens now has to happen. Like he's quite ominous that moment. Yeah, when he says to them. Yeah, goes over, has a chat, and... says, "I know who you are," and the astronaut just shoots him dead. Yeah, because when he tries to regenerate. The astronaut shoots him again. Yeah. Now the astronaut 
when we get to the end, yeah. ties into my big theory okay. that is wrong. Okay. Okay. So, from there, he gets shot again. The River tries to shoot the astronaut, but basically does a stormtrooper effort and yeah. just misses with every shot. Yeah, not great. And the old man says the doctor's dead, and he just gives them some petrol. Yeah. He's like an ominous shaman in yeah. a trucker hat at the moment, <laughs> isn't he? He basically is, yeah. Okay. So, the reason they have petrol is if any of the alien races, I'm guessing from the finale of the last season, finds out the Doctor's dead, they'll be hunting his body down yeah. for scientific research. Yeah, who knows what reason, but anyway, yeah, best get rid. And uh, is it? This, and then Rory spots the boat, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and they have a Viking funeral. Yeah. I like that. I like Laurie, Rory's line here, which just says, like, if we're going to do this, let's do this properly. And yeah. Just... And that you know what that feels fitting, like you know the doctor, this this endless traveller, mm. you know sailing. But off doesn't that also final voyage say a lot about Rory? Because he's probably got the most reason to just think, "Fuck the doctor, chuck him in the lake." Yeah, but he's the one that actually appreciates everything the doctor's done. Yeah, and wants to absolutely. Let's... So by the end of this episode, and you know it's no yeah. secret, I've seen the next episode. Yeah. Rory's a good guy, isn't he? He is. And I don't think we got a chance to really see that last season. No. But by the end of this episode, I'd fully worked Rory out. Because he sort of like played for laughs a little bit last season. Oh, definitely. And And he's in this series as well. Yeah, but he's gone from being like a lovable fool to like almost a wannabe hero. Yeah. Like he's got a lot of chivalry and valour about him. Yeah, definitely. He's an honourable man with like he's not like a classic hero in the sense that he's not particularly physical mm. and he's not necessarily even the most intelligent but like he's a he's really honourable and well intentioned and I think that's like borne out by his choice of career like you know he's a nurse he, yeah. he wants to help yeah. people and I think yeah you see that kind of all the way through I love Rory yeah I'm, I'm never going to pass up an opportunity to talk about how much I love Rory really just, yeah he's one of my favourites Oh. Absolutely. So, he, like I say, I, I, by the end of this episode, I, I really liked him. Yeah, I really liked him. So, anyway, yeah. River asks who the old man is. Yeah, and he's also got one of these blue invites. Yes, and he is. Num- can- uh, have we established the numbers yet? No, that comes no, that when comes they go back to later. the diner. Yeah. So he is Canton Delaware the third. He is. Okay. Now his envelope. Oh, this must be in the diner. So this is where yeah. it's revealed. Yeah. Is number four. Yeah. And they look, and I think, is it Rory and Amy have number two, and River has number three? Yes. So it's like, who's number one? Yes. And at that point, out of the toilet stall falls the doctor. Yeah. I just want to mention that I think it's really crucial the line that, that uh, Canton Everett Delaware III says to them. He introduces himself and then says, I won't see you again, but you'll be seeing me again. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, get your head around Classic that Doctor Who. Yeah. Now, anyway, yeah, so so the Doctor, who we have just seen definitively killed on screen, yeah. comes strolling out of the toilet in the diner. So, this Doctor is, am I right in saying, about 200 years younger Young. yeah. than the Doctor that's just died. Yes. So, does this tie into the Eccleston theory of when he goes in the TARDIS and comes straight back, that this Doctor... 
He might just say, oh, I'm just going to the loo. But he could go on adventures for like yes. 100 years. Yes. Basically, any time a do- uh, uh, any incarnation of the Doctor sets off on the TARDIS and we don't immediately pick up on where that particular journey of the TARDIS lands, mm-hmm. that is an opportunity for some other writer to stroll along at some point and write a comic or an audio adventure Plus, or a novel or some uh, other... like. Uh, the 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 tenth and eleventh doctors in in the Titan comics um, that are currently being published they have whole other companions mm. who aren't ever seen on screen. Plus, they always just throw in references to absolute bollocks we haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, do you remember when we went to the world of soap? Yeah. Uh, and it's just yeah. like, oh yeah. So yeah. there'll be some obscure book about that. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. And I love that shit. Absolutely love yeah. that shit. So, so yeah, so so we've got a, a version of the same, you know, still the Earth of the Doctor, but 200 years younger, yeah. whereabouts. And he's unaware of the fact that he will die at this time. Yeah. Um, and River says we shouldn't tell him. If we do, he won't want to die. It'll throw things yeah. out of sync. Not before, like, before it kind of slightly sinks in, like... She is furious with him as well. Like, let's not gloss over the fact oh, that yes. she gives him a proper slapping um, and says, like, this is cold even for you. Which I think is, oh, that's an interesting line, isn't it? Yeah. You know. So then we get what I think might be Moffat's hallmark. If RTD yeah. was the king of running around for a bit, yeah. Moffat is the king of TARDIS nonsense. <laughs> yes. You know, so we get the doctor steering the TARDIS, but Rivers one step behind him. Writing all his wrongs, pressing yeah. different buttons. Yeah. And the Doctor questions River, sort of wants to know what her deal is, yeah. what's going on, and he says he doesn't trust her. Yeah, I, so, that's really interesting. Like, I forget the, the, the entire monologue, but like, mm. you know, he talks about like all of her virtues and stuff, and then just then I think, but trust you. Mm. Ah, oh, the, the way Matt Smith. And Alex Kingston bounce off each other in this story. Smith's so good. Isn't he is. He? Yeah. So, Amy then steps up and says, Well, if you don't trust her, trust me. Yeah. This is what we need to do. Okay. Oh, that, that's why, because like, they're telling him that they, he really does need to go through this plan of going to um, the place that 1969. And he's saying, like, You've had this, myster- this mysterious summons. From somebody, and they're just saying, like, look, trust us. We can't tell you who it is, but you do trust them. Mm. It's like, that's not good enough. And to be fair, if I was in the doctor's shoes, I don't think I'd, I'd buy that. No. Because they might be being manipulated. You know, they might be being threatened or coerced mm. in some way. Um, but yeah, so he gets Amy to swear an oath. Yeah. On something that matters. Mm. Fish fingers and custard. Fish fingers and custard. Old hark back to that classic jape. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I and it's funny because like I won't I won't uh, I won't lie. Might not be the last reference to fish fingers and custard. I imagine that's the sort of shit nerdy <laughs> Doctor Who fans at their conventions walk up to each other and they're like, "Fish fingers and custards, mate!" And everyone goes, "Way!" Bunch of fucking jagaloons. <laughs> Right. Anyway. So then we get a cold cut to 1969 where we meet a younger version of Canton. Yes. He's ex-FBI. Yeah. He was kicked out. And we don't really know why. He wanted to get married. That's all we know. That's all we know. Okay. And he is played by 
Mark Shepard. Do, do you, you recognise Mark Shepard? I've written this down to say, do you recognise Mark Shepard? Of course I recognise Mark Shepard because I've watched any sci-fi programme produced in the last 30 years before. Yeah. So, Badger from uh, Firefly. Yeah. That's uh, where I knew him from. Yeah, he also plays that lawyer in a few episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic in that. He also has a really great part in Warehouse 13, which is not on the same level, necessarily, I'm a, as those few. But I, I genuinely... Warehouse 13, is that the one where they basically work in the warehouse from last or from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Pretty much, where yes. It's just got all the artefacts. Yeah, all the uh, crazy magic shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's... At, look, I'm not going to pretend that it is the best show ever made, because it clearly isn't, but I have a lot... Of, had a lot of fun watching Warehouse what, 13. What is your favourite shit sci-fi TV show? Well, do you class Doctor Who as a shit sci-fi yeah. TV show? No, I was hoping you'd like go, oh, like Farscape, and I'd go, I think Doctor Who actually <laughs> But no, I mean, a lot of people would class Doctor Who as shit. So, I mean, the answer to that then would be Doctor Who, but I don't mm. think it's shit. But the one that I would admit is a bit shit, but I do really love, yeah... Probably is Warehouse 13, actually. I think mine... Have you ever watched Dollhouse, the Joss Whedon? That's not shit. No, like, it's it, it wasn't as like loved as it should have been. No. I really like that. Yeah. Um, Farscape. You see... Was basically Thundercats. I, I never, <laughs> it was mental. I never got into Farscape at the time, but looking back, I'm like, I should have, because I bet you I would love it. I tell you what I watched this weekend that I would recommend. It's better than Doctor Who. Uh-huh. Star Trek Picard. Yeah. The follow-on to Next Generation. I haven't. Yeah, I need to get around to that. That was bloody really good. Do. What else did I really like? I tell you what mine would be actually. Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. The TV show <laughs> set after Terminator Two. Right. But the first episode is basically Terminator Two again, but with the actors from the T V show rather than the films. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Good call. So um Right, so we find out that President Nixon so Canton is now working with President Nixon. Yes. Because every day Nixon gets a direct phone call from a little girl. And he wants to know who it is yeah. that's getting through. The message tends to be pretty much the same every yeah. day. It's just asking for help. So I think, is Canton working as like a gumshoe detective? He has been called in specially. Right. Because he's very good at what he does, but he's been kicked out of the FBI, so he doesn't have any formal connections right. to the FBI. So he's basically just been called in for this particular job. Mm. So the doctor... Leaves the TARDIS, which is just parked nicely in the Oval Office. Yes. Invisible at this point. Yeah. Which we've never seen before. No. I don't think. We've, Invisible TARDIS. No, we've just seen it like dumped in ancient Rome as a police box. Yeah. Um, now, uh, uh, he, they do like hand wave it away that um, it's basically... Uh, it, it drains a lot of the TARDIS's power in order mm. to do it and stuff like that, which is why we don't do it all the time. Um, I'll be honest, I think it's more just because... Stephen Moffat had the idea for a couple of gags mm. and he just couldn't resist See, doing the w- it. The way I saw it is I know that the TARDIS's knackered uh-huh. chameleon arc means it can't change. I just assumed that the Doctor just didn't know how to do it and River had done it. Because <laughs> yeah. that had tied in with how things were going. Yeah. 
So, young, the Doctor leaves the TARDIS, and we find out that the call from the child, the child is called Jefferson, and the Doctor is apprehended by some FBI goons. Jefferson Hamilton, I believe. Possibly. Something like that. Okay. So, the Doctor says he's undercover from Scotland Yard. Yeah. Um, and then it's here in my notes, I've just put young Camden is Badger from Firefly. Yeah. Right. So, as the voice said, that the spaceman does it say something like I'm scared of the spaceman or something mm. um, yeah the doctor thinks it's from Florida that's where NASA are preparing Apollo 11 uh-huh. he thinks that's where they need to go and Amy has a horrible flashback to the alien that yes. she saw we need to talk about Amy's flashbacks as well at the end don't let me forget okay so Amy goes into the toilet and this is where she bumps into the alien yeah and it's pretty grim. Yeah. It, it's basically a scrotum in yeah. a suit. Yeah. That's how we'll describe it. That's not what, far off. What, what is their known name? Oh, they tell you at the end of the Is episode. it the silence? The silence. So are they the silence that will fall? They are capital T, capital S, the silence. Right, but in terms of the cracks in the wall, are they that Well, the we, get, we get... When they announce it, we get a little flashy montage of hmm. the other mentions of Silence Will Fall. Uh, I hate this show. <laughs> right. So there's another lady comes out the toilet, yeah. sees the alien, is horrified. But then when she turns to talk to Amy, she forgets that the alien is there. Yeah. Same as Amy had done. And then she, she turns to face it, is scared. Yeah, turns says back. basically the same things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the key concept here is as soon as you are not looking at these aliens, you forget they them. They exist, yeah. So this is their gimmick. So just to sort of teach this lady a lesson for being a bit useless, the alien just blows her up. Yeah, pretty I much. Mean, the, does it, though? Because later on, when we think it's blown people up, don't they just appear on their spaceship? But this old lady just isn't there. No... They, 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 no, they, they definitely kill her. They kill right. a lot of people. Okay. They kill people who get in their way, basically. Well, she deserves it. Um, yeah, I, we, we've kind of glossed over the fact that the Doctor has turned up in the Oval Office and within a like half an hour has managed to convince them to let him work for mm. President Nixon as part of this investigation. Uh, we won't go blow by blow, but I just love that. I love the, the way in which... Matt Smith manages to both swagger and sort of blunder his way mm. through that scene. And, like, by the end of it, he's barking orders at these, like, you know, Secret Service goons and stuff. And working for President Nixon just because the mystery is interesting. Yeah, to just to see what's going on. Yeah. So once the alien has blown up the old lady in the toilet, it says to Amy that she must tell the Doctor what he must know and what he must never know. Yeah. So I was like, is she going to tell him he dies? What is going on? Too much mystery for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> and it's been a few days since I've watched this, so I'm not even certain I really remember what's happening. Yeah, it's right. fair enough. So we get another phone call, and the Doctor and his gang go to the TARDIS to investigate. Okay? Yeah. So what we find out is that when... Nixon has been asking questions like, what is your name? Yeah, where, where are, are you? you? Yeah. Okay. The voice has been getting confused. And Jefferson is not the child's name. Yeah. 
it's a place. It's where they are. Okay, so they go to Jefferson Street. Well, yes, because uh, the way the Doctor figures out is because she gives like the full, uh, or he as they thought, because, mm. um, you know, he thought it was a boy called Jefferson. Uh, the Doctor and, and Canton both agreed it was actually a girl's voice. Um because I, I, I like the solution for this puzzle. She gives the names to like Jefferson, Hamilton, something or other. It's like three different things. Yeah. And so he's been scouring maps of Florida looking for anywhere where those three streets mm. with de- names of presidents on interconnect. And and so like Bob, he's got the exact pinpoint place where she must have been stood looking out of that mm. window. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool. So when they get there, it's just a big warehouse. Yep. And there's loads of stolen NASA stuff. Yeah. So Amy wants to kill the spacesuit person. Uh-huh. I think I've called it an alien yeah. because at this point I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, because the spacesuit like appears, right? Yeah. So she wants to kill it. Yeah. Thinking it'll save the daughter in the future. Yes. And they find some wires going into the sewer. Yeah. And there's loads of the aliens down there. River oh, sees them. Yeah. But then when she's asked what's going on, she just goes, oh, nothing, it's all clear. Yeah. So the tunnels are really old and Rory agrees to go down with her. I think the doctor sort of sends him quite forcibly. Yeah. yeah. And Rory asks River about when she said the worst days are coming. So I don't know if we've talked about that yet. No, she did say that like there was a worst because they were like you know they were saying like this is like the worst day the doctors died. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, there's a far worse day coming for me. Yeah, yeah. So that's the day where she meets the doctor and he doesn't know her. So that ties into what we were discussing yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. We have already witnessed okay. that terrible day for Riversong. So they go into a room and Rory sees the aliens, but turns around to warn River yeah. and forgets them, so doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it turns out the tunnels that they're in are all over the planet. And I've just put Rory gets got. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't really explain what happened. So, this is where we get to the end of the episode. We have Amy, the Doctor, and Canton yeah. hearing a child's voice. Yeah. And Canton gets knocked out. Yeah. And Amy tells the Doctor she's pregnant. Yes, because she's not had an opportunity to actually tell him that yet. No. So that ties into what I thought before when he said you're getting fat. Yeah. And the astronaut appears, and when its mask's opened, it's a child. Yes. Which Amy then shoots at. Yeah. This is where I want to discuss my theory. Okay, go on then. What's your theory? Two theories. Okay. Right? And at this point, I was certain either of them were correct. Okay. They will get dismissed later in the recording. Sure. So, theory number one. Yeah. When the doctor said. I know who you are. Yeah. And we've got all this thing about how they're going in the opposite direction, him Uh and River. Yeah. I thought the little girl was River when she was young. Right. But it's later proven that it can't be. And I'll explain that. Okay. Well, I mean, should I tell you off the top of my head? She's got an American accent. Yeah. Uh, And when we (laughs) find something out about this child, it totally dismisses it. That's true. Second one, I thought, oh, it's a little girl. It could be Rory and Amy's little girl. Right. In some sort of weird timeline. Yeah. But again, later, evidence comes to light where it can't be. So, okay, that's where my mind was at. So you think either it's River or it's Amy and Rory's child, but we've already established 
those, neither of those things could be well, true. No, I went through this entire episode right. thinking, ha ha ha, I'm so clever, I know what's happening. Yeah. And it's when we get to the end of the second episode like, where well, more that's, information's yeah. revealed. Yeah, it's just like, well, that. fuck you, Moffat, you got me again. <laughs> right, so yes. that's the end of episode one. So we're yeah. now in part two. <clears throat> yep. Day of the Moon. Okay. So I was looking forward to seeing what was going on in this warehouse. Mm-hmm. Just turns out it's three months later. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what I the fuck? That. I love that. Like, that is a ballsy time jump, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That is a ballsy time jump. So Amy's running through the Utah desert. She wasn't even in Utah. She's in yeah. a totally different state. So and yeah. now she's being hunted by Canton, yeah. who was knocked out last we yeah. saw. Yeah, and who we thought was a good guy. Yeah, and now he's suddenly Until he shoots hunting her. down uh, Amy. She's got like weird markings all over her arms. Yeah, she's got like yeah. tally marks yeah. up and down her arm. So then we see the Doctor, yeah. who is locked up. In a hangar, like maximum security. Area 51, no less. Is it? That's the subtitle on there, yeah. Okay. So I don't think it's at this point, but they're building the super prison for yes. it. Yeah. We've uh, seen that before. Yeah, I was a little bit upset that they didn't acknowledge that more. Yeah, I feel like they could. Literally, have, like, the last episode before this was the doctor being locked Yeah, just one blase, like, offhand remark by the doctor, like, oh, I'm getting a bit of deja vu here or something. Yeah. That would have been fine. Um,. I can't remember what they say the material is. Some alien material that they've scavenged. I think they say, yeah. isn't it the, like the densest material yeah. they could find? Something like that. Okay. Then lines. we see River. She's in New York yeah. talking to the aliens. She's, you know, trying to determine what they're after. Uh, and Canton hunts her down too. Pulls a gun on her and says, you know, there's no way out for you this time. She says, there's always a way out. Yeah. And she just jumps to her death. Yes. Okay. Sad end for River, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> and then, this is one of the ones I was talking about where we've gone full American. Yeah. Canton has a showdown with Rory on top of a dam. Yeah. It's very golden eye, isn't I it? I think it's not, I think, is it not specifically the Hoover Dam? It probably is. Yeah, it I'm pretty sure. Is. Like, if you're going to do a big flashy scene on top of a dam and you're shooting in America, mm. you'd make it the Hoover Dam, wouldn't you? So, Canton's hunting him down, yeah. shoots him again. Yeah. And then, just to really pour salt in the Doctor's wounds, he presents the Doctor with Amy and Rory's corpses yeah. and body bags. Yeah. Except, Ooh. when they've built this super prison, it's like two foot thick walls, it's got no windows, yeah. no daylight, so nobody can see or hear what's going on in there, yeah. because Canton is a double agent yeah. working for the Doctor. Yeah. Okay? And because of where they've built this prison... The TARDIS is just in there as well. It's invisible. Yeah. So he's built this prison around the Doctor, but also around the TARDIS. Yeah. I'm amazed no one bumped into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've literally seen the Doctor bumping into the invisible TARDIS already in the previous episode. And it's a busy place. People are literally (laughs) building a prison. It's like when we had that invisible chicken in a church. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but having said all that, I really like that. That whole opening... It yeah. is great. It's, it's great. very good in that I had no idea yeah. what was going on. Then Complete. I immediately knew what was yeah, going on. Yeah, and, and that's so satisfying. So they get in the TARDIS and the Doctor just says, oh, guys, just open all the doors to the <laughs> swimming pool. Yeah. They zap through space and time to where River's jumped off the building. Yeah. And you see her land sideways in the TARDIS <laughs> and a little splash of water come out. Yeah. So they've obviously caught her. 
Yeah. Okay. And it's great. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. And also, is it not true, like, you know, how people... Like, you see it all the time in films, like, people, like, break their fall by landing into water. Mm. Isn't it not true that, like, you could just, like, snap your spine in 15 places doing yeah. that? Like, yeah. It's not really, actually... Water does not provide a soft the, landing. The best thing... Really. I think I'm right in saying I'm no expert. The best thing to do is to throw something before you to break the surface tension. Right. I mean, even if you dive, like, feet first, it, it can... Do your ankles? Yeah. Certainly, if you dive head first or belly flop or yeah. land on your back, you're gonna do yourself some harm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, she, she's just strolling out, toweling down her hair a minute later. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So they go to the space launch, and the doctor says Neil Armstrong's foot is my secret weapon. Yeah. That's a very doctory line, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gives nothing away. I I didn't want to take it too literally, but I was like. Is he going to do something with his foot? Yeah. Like, we've seen it before. Could be. So, Canton takes Amy to an orphanage. Okay, that's yeah. where they've determined that... the child that They think the child yeah, must have been taken... Like, you wouldn't... If you needed a child for some nefarious purposes, you're not going to steal it from, like, a loving family. You're yeah. going to nick it from an orphanage where it's not going to get noticed. Yeah. So and as they arrive, we get a TARDIS flashback. Yeah. So, Amy tells the doctor she's no longer pregnant, or that she wasn't pregnant in the first place. Yeah. Either way, that has come to an end. Yeah. And she says that the tally on her arm is each encounter, so she can remember what is happening. Yes. So, the doctor gives them all little hand recorders. Yeah. And every time you see an alien, you record a message to yourself... Mm-hmm. To remind yourself, when your button's beeping, like flashing red, yeah. that means you've had a run-in. Yes. And you need to yeah, like, be aware. It's like a little invisible dictaphone. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Canton then sees an alien, but it's a hologram. Yeah. Earlier on, Amy had taken a photo on her phone. Yeah, so they used that. We, we've progressed, haven't we? Because... I think in the early series, when we had Rose, she had like a Nokia. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're up to camera phones. We're, we're not yeah. quite at touchscreen. Video we're not in phones the... turns out later yeah. in this episode. We're not quite in the iPhone generation, no. but it's good to know it, we're it, catching up. It's so weird to think about that, isn't it? That we've got mm. like beautiful, glossy HDTV like this, but nobody had mm. iPhones yet. I, I wonder weird, if 2011... I think I might have had an iPhone by this We would have been like first gen or something. Yeah, see, I got an iPhone, I think 3G, an iPhone 3G was the first, like, broad commercial iPhone. Yeah. And I I had one. Wow. Um, I mean, I've had iPhones ever since. Yeah. I'm, I'm certain by 2011 I probably had one. Could well have. Yeah. But yeah, it's really, it's very much in its infancy at yeah. that point. Um, right, where are we? So, the doctor works out the child was taken from a cl- somewhere close to the warehouse. That's where the children's home comes from. Yeah. And as they enter the children's home, so we're back with Canton and Amy, just sprawled on the wall, it just says, get out now. Yeah. This this children's home stuff, it is just like pure undiluted horror movie. Yeah, it's so tropey. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, it's already really run down and awful, like... The guy who, who like, the doctor who runs it is, like, this sort of creepy, absent-minded... 
See, I've, like, yeah. in my notes, I've just put the home is run by an odd man. Yes, yeah. I mean, later we'll find out why he is quite as odd as he is, but um, yeah, it's super creepy. Like the lights are flashing. It, there is, it's literally stormy outside. Yeah, they've just like gone one hundred percent creepy abandoned children's home. Mm. Uh, Have I ever told you my children's home story? No. So. Where we live. This is going to be like super bleak, by the way. It turns yeah. out, just suddenly, like, oh yeah, I was raised in a children's home. No, no, no. <laughs> well, whenever I was naughty, my mum and dad always threatened to take me to the local children's home. Right. Um, the one near where we live, it's sat on top of a hill. It's an uh-huh. old Victorian building. It's massive. It's pretty scary if you yeah. were told as a child you're going to be taken there. And for years, I was just like, oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, one of my earlier jobs, I used to have to deliver the milk there. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, God, I, I couldn't imagine. Living here. It was only when I got to about the age of 18, 20, I realised for the past 100 years, or certainly 50 years, it was just offices for local government that had been <laughs> a children's home at one point. Oh, man. And I like I just hated that building. Yeah. Um, just has yeah. that vibe. Nowhere near as scary. So whilst all this is going on, the doctor's just messing about on Apollo 11. Yeah. Just doing what he pleases. Having a little tinker. Mm. And is that the moment where it's probably my favourite gag in the whole two-parter, where he gets discovered, and um, and he just says to the sort of scientists who've, who've discovered it, like, oh, don't worry, I'll put everything back where I found it. Uh, I mean, except for this bit. There's always yeah. a bit left over, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like pure concentrated doctor. So we see Amy... Walking through the children's home. I think she's gone upstairs to investigate whilst Canton speaks to the weird man. Yeah. And all of a sudden she turns around and she's covered in tally marks. Yeah. So she's quite clearly had some interaction with these. Yeah. She looks up to the ceiling and they're like nesting almost like bats. Yes. Like hanging definitely. from the ceiling. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty horrible. Yeah. Okay. So once he'd been caught on Apollo 11, the doctor... Uh, whilst he's being chastised, whilst we're waiting for the FBI to come take him away, uh-huh. just out of nowhere, Nixon turns up with River and Rory <laughs> and demands his release. He's like, oh, he's been doing some special work just for me. You can let him go for a good American man, can't yeah. you guys? Yeah. yeah. And they just turn him free. Okay. Now, here's another... Can we uh, can we just address the the, the 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 little button at the end of that scene where like you know oh they with Rory first, yeah where he just sort of awkwardly stands there and says America salutes oh, in fact no he's first of all he'd been sort of like distractedly fiddling with like an, a model of one of their that's right ships like actually just like pulls a dish off <laughs> it and just sort of like vaguely tries to stick it back on pops it to one side says America salutes you yeah salutes and then shuffles off. Uh, I so, like bit that I just have no idea what's going on with this. Yeah. Okay. Amy just turns around, and there's just a hatch on the wall with a lady with an eye patch, uh-huh. sort of smiling at her. Yeah. Uh, and does it talk to her? Yes. Well, it talks. It says something. But it's not clear whether she's yeah. talking to Amy or. But to then, when else. Amy goes to look a bit closer, there is no, there hatch. Is no hatch. That's going to be a fucking ball egg this season, isn't it? <laughs> You know, I've said it again. I've already watched episode two. I know that happens again. That's going to be this series, Big Wolf. Right? Here's another bold projection. Yeah. That lady with the eye patch is the same weird old lady that was looking after the doctor in the episode with Wilf. You know, there was just that random lady. Oh, you mean... The one with... 
Rassilon. Oh, right, yeah. And there so, was just so a lady you know, just that like was just there lady. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be the same lady. Yeah, just with an eye patch. She's just okay. rocking in here. You are racking up the predictions for yeah. this series. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna make a note of them, and when we get to the end of the series, I'm just going to be like, correct, correct, <laughs> correct. Except all my ones for this episode were wrong. <coughs> yeah. Right. So, there's a picture of Amy and a baby in the orphanage. So this, again, is where I thought, is it Amy's baby? There's something going on there, isn't yeah. there? Like, yeah. We're not just ignoring that. Because she said, oh, I'm not pregnant, but she's quite clearly with child here. Uh-huh. And the spacesuit arrives. Okay? Because it turns out Amy missed when she shot in the warehouse. Yeah, that's handy. And all the aliens appear. The silence. Yeah. Because they've come to talk to Canton and the children's home man. But... Canton lets his gun do the talking and just shoots one. Absolutely yeah. nails it. Yeah. So, they all go to rescue Amy, but she's vanished. Uh-huh. Her recorder's still there, though. Yeah. So the doctor says Amy can't hear them, but this is probably my favourite bit, is where Rory says, yeah, she can always hear me. She always knows I'm looking out for her. Yeah. You know, he gives, like, a proper good speech. Yeah. He's done well there. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So, so of course, th- th- we, uh, to, to be clear, that the recording we're hearing, it's not even a recording now. They said, if if it's removed from the, it like defaults to live. Yes. So like you're just listening to her like Amy sobbing uh, and. Then, that's always the worst yeah. bits, isn't it? Where we get someone like, is it silence in the library where they get like trapped yes. in their recorders and it's yeah. just like the lights are going out yeah. now, yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. I hate those. Bits. This is again. This is a bit of a Moffat trope. The sort of the disembodied voice because we had it also with the type, the angels two parter with like Angel Bob, mm. where the angels hijacked his. Um, I still maintain voice. Angel Bob was a load of shit. Yeah, but again, it's 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 that same sort of trope. It's that thing of like delivering something creepy or harrowing like over some kind of speaker or something like. So you're getting you've got the voice, but not the mm. the image to go with it. Right, so the Doctor talks to the shot alien. Yeah. And it says, I am the silence. Silence will fall. Yeah. Now, I don't really... How does that tie to the silence as we've seen? Because my interpretation of the silence is a little bit like the nothing from Never Ending Story. It yeah. just eradicates things from time. Yeah. But now this bloke's saying he is the silence. Yeah, well maybe you need to shift your thinking of what the silence is. But we've seen what the silence is. It, Have it, we? It objectively told us what the silence was. The silence didn't say that, though, did, did they? It was just, we <sighs> saw a crack in space and time, and we tallied that up with the with the portentous words from Prisoner Zero. Right, but silence then... silence will fall. <sighs> it was never made explicit. It's absolute bullshit. <laughs> right. So, the... Du- the Doctor then is back in his prison, the doors open, Canton walks out, and the men like go, are you alright sir, you've been in there for like, does it say like three, three weeks days. or something? <laughs> yeah, a long time. And he goes, what has been going on? But then Nixon just walks out as well, yeah. and does his little spiel and says, oh don't ask any questions, yeah. this is for America. Yeah. So, we then find out that the spacesuit is like a super suit that protects whoever's inside it. Yeah. And the reason it was calling Nixon was he was the closest authority figure. Yeah. So. And it was just tapping straight into the phone network. Yeah. Yeah. So the little girl had climbed out of the suit. 
Uh-huh. And she must have been crazy strong to do that because yeah. she was like absolutely like jacked into it, basically. Yeah, yeah. But still managed to break free. So, yeah. so silence has influenced humans to go to the moon because they just needed space. They needed that technology. Yeah. Yeah. They needed yeah. they uh, needed off world yeah. technology. So not a million miles away from the um Eternals that we saw in Enlightenment, mm. uh, the Doctor again brands the silence parasites. Effectively, mm. they they are influencing. Like uh, I think we already established as well that they they're able to do sort of post hypnotic suggestions. So they will tell you stuff. You'll turn away. You'll forget that they were there, but they still planted the seed of the idea in yes. your head. Yeah, uh, which obviously becomes quite crucial to how this episode ends. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they've been manipulating humanity for generations behind the scenes just in order to to create this technology that yes. they need so canton uses amy's phone to video record the injured alien yeah and at this point rory and the doctor have a bit of a heart to heart because despite his heroics rory still feels slightly insignificant he still yes. feels yeah. amy is well, Amy says some words that are ambiguous that makes it sound like she's very much... Well, she's asking for the Doctor to mm. come rescue her, and then she says some stuff which makes it sound like maybe she's still a little bit in yeah. love with the Doctor. So she says, like, yeah. oh, I just want to see your stupid face again. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, so, the aliens tell Amy she will bring the silence, but her part is soon over. Yeah. So again, this is where I'm just like, well, she's pregnant now, so that could be her part. Do they just want her baby? Okay. So, the TARDIS appears. And the Doctor says that the Silence's ship is just like the house from the Lodger. Yeah. So, Didn't expect that to come back, did you? No. So, I wonder if the Lodger house was the silent ship, but at the same time, whatever was on board was thing. very, very different, wasn't it? We never saw what was on board. Did we not? No. Because... We saw it projecting holograms to entice people up the stairs, but that was it. Right. We never saw inhabitants. Now, let's tie this back, because that ship wanted people who were travellers. That's why it yeah. didn't like James Corden. Yeah. So could it have been a silent ship? Because the travel would tie into the space travel. Every bit of evidence we've seen so far points towards that. Imagine if they lived upstairs. It would be uh, upsetting, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, then again, you would never know. You'd never know. You'd just be like, <laughs> I can't quite put my finger yeah. on it, but I don't like my upstairs neighbour. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, the doctor asks who the girl is. I think he maybe even asks her. No, he asks the lodge, not the lodgers, the yeah. silence, doesn't yeah. he? He says, Who is the girl? We don't get to know that at this point. So, the Doctor uses the video that Canton has made of the injured alien. And he says, I just need to make the world aware you exist, effectively. So, how are you going to get the world's attention? Well, the biggest event in world history, man walking on the moon. In amongst the whole, you know, one small step for man speech, he transmits the video of the alien. Yes. So now everyone on Earth knows to kill them. Yes, because the, 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 specifically when uh, Roy's talking to the alien and makes that footage, it, and it's giving its whole like villain speech, essentially, it says, we've been manipulating you for centuries, you should kill us all on sight. Mm. So they just snipped that little bit out, just 
You should kill us all on sight. Plant it subliminally in your yeah. mind. So, and again, that their innate power of post-hypnotic suggestion, mm. people aren't even going to think about it. Just they will see those creatures and they will kill them on sight. See, I, Fucking I, dark, isn't it? I feel a little bit bad. My brother yeah. did this last year. He sent me a picture yeah. and he said, can you tell me who this is? And I assumed it was like some uncle I'd not seen in years. Yeah. And it was Neil Armstrong. Even now, as I'm talking to you, I've no idea what Neil Armstrong looks like. Yeah. Especially because, like, Buzz Aldrin's come to the fore and he's just going around punching everyone and, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think he was... Did you know that Buzz Aldrin is in one of the Transformers films? No, I did not know that. Yeah. And he basically says, the reason I never left, <laughs> or the reason, you know, Neil Armstrong was, like, at the fore... It's because yeah. when I got to the moon, I saw true terror. And guess who it was? Bloody Megatron. <laughs> and, like, they got him <laughs> to, like, do this speech and just say, yeah, when I did the moon landing, like, mankind's greatest feat, the reason we never went back is because Megatron lives there. Yeah. I mean, also, that's not true because we went back many, many times afterwards. Yeah, but only people that didn't know Megatron was there. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin ain't going back anytime soon. <laughs> right. So now everyone knows to kill them. Yeah. Rory realises, because Amy says, oh, I'm so glad to see your stupid face. So he realises she was talking about him all yeah. along. Yeah. And then the next part probably goes on for about 10, 15 minutes in the episode. I've summarised it in one sentence. River has a mad gunfight. Yeah. She's just nailing aliens left, right <laughs> and centre. Right. It's not something you see very often in Doctor Who, is it? No. People were just blasting the shit out of aliens. Especially because she couldn't hit a fucking cow's ass with a banjo earlier in the episode. <laughs> oh no, it was Amy that couldn't shoot. Well, they both couldn't. Yeah. They both failed to kill That's it, she couldn't shoot the, the spaceman space when he was going back into the... Yeah. Right, so the Doctor goes back to Nixon, now that the alien issue is solved. Yeah. And he wants Canton freed from the FBI to get married. Yeah. And now this, is, this dates this episode. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Canton is stood with Nixon, and Nixon goes, oh, I, I assume you wanted to marry a black person. Yeah. And Canton sort of smiles and says, yes. And then, like, he says, oh, what's her name? And he, like, goes, his name is Jeffrey. Well, and I mean, like, just, it, it's, it's quicker than that. He just says, yes, positive for me, he is. That's right. That's, that's all it is. And Nixon may as well look to the camera <laughs> and the Curb Your Enthusiasm music play. <laughs> Pretty much. I think he off. even does the classic finger in the collar. Like, goes, Not quite, but like the, 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 the eye contact with the camera is definitely there, like the baldy <laughs> eyes. And, yeah. and he does the line, I think the moon's far <laughs> enough for now. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, River then kisses the Doctor for either... The first or the last time. I think he Depending says it. Depending on who you are. Yeah, I think he area. says, oh, it's the first time we've ever done yes, that. Yeah. She's now worried it's the last time. Yeah. And back on the TARDIS, the Doctor quizzes Amy because Rory was unaware of whether she was pregnant or not. Yeah. And I think, is this the first time we see the little beeper that like goes, pregnant? Not pregnant. Yes. Pregnant? Yeah. Not. He's and doing a little surreptitious pregnancy scan. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, so we've now... Last year it was in flux as to whether or not she was married. This year it's in flux as to whether or not she's mm. pregnant. Thing is, if you're going to talk about your secret pregnancy, yeah. probably don't do it when your husband's holding the transmitter that says everything aloud. Yeah, pretty awkward. Yeah. So, 
I've then put just like, who was that little girl thinking the episode ended? That was going to be my yeah. big question. But then we get six months later in New York, and this is where all my theories just go out uh, the window. diminish. <laughs> okay, so she like comes out of an alleyway, and there's like a vagrant man, uh-huh. and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's, I think she got polio or something. Yeah, she's got some horrible disease, and ultimately she dies. Yeah, except she regenerates. Yeah. So, the little girl is a Time Lord. I guess. Maybe. Now, that then can't be um, Amy and Rory's baby. No, because they're not Time Lords. Yeah, they're not like Donna, who is part Time Lord. And then, the only other thing is, River Song, if it was her as a child, she would be a Time Lord. But I'm pretty certain, all the way through, even... It's even acknowledged that she is human. Yeah. She certainly never mentioned being a Time Lord. Yeah, but I think she has stated that, like, the Doctor's Time Lord ways make him weird. Yeah, I'm so, trying to remember what you've seen, what you haven't watched. So, yeah. so it's neither of those. So who the fuck's this child? That's another mystery. Yeah. Is she the weird woman with an eye patch? Could be. Is it all four together? Are they all <laughs> the, the same all person? The same person. Who knows? I, uh, it won't be. Because that, that makes too much sense. If there's one definitive answer, it's just going to be like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's Plom. You've never heard of her, but yeah. she's like... No. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm, obviously, this is something that will get resolved at some later point. I am not going to tell you who that little girl is. No. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think... Evidence is pointing towards some kind of signboard. I, I'm assuming, given... The way this episode ends, she's going to become important. Yeah, I think the series goes. That's a fair assumption. Yeah, I don't believe this is the last we've seen of her. Yeah, but I think her identity is going to be like the big reveal this series, as well as who's the fucking woman in the wall? It's because I said series. Uh, I thought that's a series. So there's the woman in the wall. Yep. There's. River Song's going back in time as yeah. the Doctor goes we, Yeah, we still don't know, really know who River Song is. Amy potentially is pregnant, and the fact that the TARDIS doesn't know makes me think it's probably a monster baby. Could be. Well, as as uh, Amy speculates, what if, it, what if it has a time head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, the reaction, what the, what the, the time head? So, but, yeah. so at the beginning, when I said, bad episode, some good bits. Yeah. I, I don't know because I didn't enjoy it as much as others. Yeah, but I don't think any series has had an episode one that has set up the series in quite this way. Yeah, it, it throws so much at you and in such stylish fashion. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's so busy and so stylish that it's easy to just go with the flow and overlook any potential flaws in it. I mean, what I would say is, I, I feel like. As an episode, it just about hangs together. You just about get, get walk away feeling like, oh, well, we've had a satisfying story here. But you're left, as you say, with so See, many questions. I, I think so many like random bits happen. You're I, just like, what? I think this? because there's so much going on, I'd convinced myself that 
I'd made sense of it when actually I hadn't. <laughs> because when it's like, oh, yeah. a spaceman, I know who you are. Yeah. You're a little girl. I was like, right, well, Amy's pregnant. It could just be that little girl yeah. in the future. The yeah. doctor knows who it is. Impossible. Then I was like, oh, well, he knows a river song. And the whole thing about not knowing her was River's big deal. Uh-huh. So maybe it reaches a point where he befriends her when she's young, but she's not a time lord. Mm. Then we've got a woman in a wall that I just don't, I literally have no comprehension of. We've had cracks in a wall, but now there's a fucking woman living in there. Yep. She's got tenancy now that the doctor's <laughs> cleared it out. She's got bloody really squatter's rights between <laughs> dimensions. So I yeah. guess I guess maybe maybe we'll just have to wait and see how the rest of this series pans out before you can make your final mind up on this episode. Yeah, but again, I I don't like talking about it before we get there. Yeah. I've watched the next episode. Yeah. None of this is addressed. Like, <laughs> Not yet, no. I, I could have screamed like <laughs> <"Off it!" laughs> when I finished. I promise you all of your questions will, in time, be answered. Don't say in time. That's In time. That's how the Doctor talks. <laughs> in time. Or in space. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I, I think we're, we're, we'll call it a day there, shall we? Mm. I don't... We, we could go on indefinitely just <laughs> going through these questions, but we just got to get to the next episode. Mm. And the one after that. And the one after that. Yeah. So, uh, join it's us next week. ending. I mean, it, it will, one day. I mean, uh, then again, will it? Like, will we're it? catching up. <laughs> we're about halfway through. Yeah. But then, you've got to remember, there's about 40 years of classic who we haven't watched. Oh, yeah, we could dig into a bit more of that. No. What a treat that would be for us. And I, I say it every time. Whenever we have a discussion, and it's like, what are we going to do when we've watched all of Doctor Who? I'm going to tell you. I mean, you text me in the week. We're doing a Robot Wars podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that needs to happen, doesn't it? We could probably watch all of Robot Wars in an afternoon and it'd be the best afternoon we've ever had. (laughs) Uh, We should do that sometime. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. And join us next week uh, when we will be discussing Curse of the Black Spot. Until then, as ever, listeners, thank you very much for listening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.